0: Cliffcentral.com
1: That's another installment of the Renegade Report. Ramon, how's it going?
0: Hey, yeah, one can't complain. How's things? Yeah, you know, renegade lives matter. Well, that's just us then. And our guest, I think. And all our listeners. Right, Renegades' uh, listeners' lives matter too. Yeah. May they uh, increase. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh,
1: So, this week on the show, we have uh, a guest by the name of Justin McCarthy. Uh, You might know Justin from his Opinionista column, not allowed to call it uh, a column on its own, uh, in the Daily Maverick. Uh, He's basically a recovering ad man and now is a marketing consultant. So, Justin, welcome to the show.
2: Morning, morning. Thank you.
1: There we go. I, sometimes I don't get the mics right. Um, you cool?
2: Yep, good. Just a bit loud in my ears.
1: Uh, we will fix that. Thanks. Cool.
0: There we go. And so, and by the way, the music. Yeah, and Justin is a, is an avid listener of the show, from what I've heard. Yes, I, I do. think. Yeah, great. So for listeners out there, if you are very interesting and want to be on the show, please do uh, yeah, get he, hold of us. You win a free trip to the show.
2: Well, you complimented me by calling me interesting before I've even said anything. So, well,
0: I know you. From, I'll take it. I, I know you from uh, from outside the show as well. So, Justin, um, marketing, uh, big thing with elections coming up. Always, 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 always. That's what um, elections are about? Yeah, one would think. Uh, probably the biggest um, marketing. What can you say? Um, Campaigns, there you go. The biggest yeah. marketing campaigns are political ones. One could argue? Well, if you just
2: look at money spent, you know, in the United States, uh, in the elections coming up, uh, in the U.S. election year, the advertising industry spend increases by, uh, I'm talking nationally, by in the region of 5 to 10%, which in uh, a in trillion-dollar America, industry is huge. It's, it's massive, yeah. en- enormous. Look, they do spend more than anyone else, just uh, virtually. But yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's 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 something that touches at least fifty percent of the population and means something to fifty percent of the population, usually, which is a rather large audience to be speaking to. Yeah, it's one
0: hundred and what seventy-five million people, fifty percent of the population there.
2: Yeah, those who, who those who are interested, uh, you know, it'll, it'll touch all three hundred million or two hundred million of them. Right, uh, one hundred and fifty to two hundred million of
0: them will take some form of interest. So let's bring it back here. So, I mean, everyone, all the major political parties are on, on the campaign spree. They're all spending who knows how many millions of rands on posters and slogans and whatever else they need. Um, how do you find marketing politically in, in South Africa?
2: Generally, um, appalling. Just Crap. What's, what's the sort of reasoning behind that? <laughs> You've got to justify that. Statement. No, sure. I, know, no, I understand that. I'll give you the short answer, and then I'll give you a long explanation. Um, look, I think <clears throat> with one exception, I think the ANC uh, has, did a very good job uh, from '94 until uh, 2009. What's
1: that? The Better Lives for All campaign?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, a Better Life for All. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when I say as a, as a as a campaign, I think that, first of all, they were – in marketing, you've got to be – your message has to mean something, so it has a relevance. It has to have some form of a promise um, <clears throat> and has to be, has to be uh, actionable and measurable to some extent. And I think a better life for all – um, listen, given the background and the history of the ANC, there was an enormous – and there still is an enormous amount of equity. It has nothing to do with the campaign line. They could have said, which they did a lot of times, just vote ANC and put Nelson Mandela's picture on the poster, and that works equally as well because of the equity in the brand. But if you're a newer brand, a younger brand, without the history and the, uh, the equity that the ANC has, you've got to work a lot harder. So it was a lot easier a job for a brand like the ANC to do. Um, but <clears throat> that said, nonetheless, I think they did a pretty good job of being A, relevant and B, consistent in terms of promising a better life for all. They were forced to change it by the time 2007 came around, 2009 came around, and they came up with uh, uh, a good story to tell. And well, and judge moving, judge moving free, forward
1: so. or something they stole from Senate Bank, was that, wasn't that also
2: around there? Uh, oh, there was some, yeah, there, I, I don't think it was. might have been an election, uh, a local election campaign. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, there was something simpler, better, moving backwards, something of <laughs> some confusion. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, um, <laughs> so what, they were forced to change it. Well, I, I don't say they were forced to change it, but they changed it. I don't know why the reasons, what the reasons were, uh, but they changed it to, um, What's the line? Uh, I've got it actually written down because I'm very, I've got a very poor memory. Uh, so we
1: told Justin that he, he came more prepared than than, than we did. So uh, a good story to tell, right there. Yeah, yeah, a so good story to th- tell. That, and that then gets included in the president's speech. And obviously they they're very good
2: at carrying the byline. They're very good, and that's that's the point. When I say consistency, it's everywhere. Every speech ends with every uh, uh, press release. Everything posted on their website. Every poster that they run, every television campaign, mm. they don't run much television, radio campaigns. Even find a way to incorporate it often into
1: local councils or municipal and, vehicles. I, for example, uh, paramedical vehicles, I don't know if they still do, but for a long time had uh, along the wheel arches um, something like health for all or something like that, they, right. they, you know, which you know, essentially it's paid for by the city. It's, yes. it's not a party political thing. Um, and they managed to incorporate that kind of sloganing in there. Um, I, I suppose what I'm getting to, also what they do is they uh, uh, take the colors of the ANC often and yes. uh, will say Joburg is doing a great job. Uh, it's, you know, we've had, a, we've had a really good year in Joburg uh, and that billboard is yellow and green. Um, <laughs>
2: it leaves little to the imagination. Yes. yes. That's um, smart. it's smart stuff.
1: Yeah, so so they, they they're quite good at the the branding, are they? Um, and the marketing, uh, do you, do you think that's still a, a good message? Do you think it's still working? Um, does Jacob Zuma damage their brand because they still, you know, they've they've got a billboard now with with Jacob Zuma kind of um, looking outwards towards I don't know whatever Kandla um, probably, sure, yeah, or, or from and to to you know the Gupta's house, and uh, you know advertising using him, and and is 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 that still a clever thing to
2: do? Uh, it's a hard thing to say. I mean, I'm giving you here. You know, there's no science in this, but yeah. personally, opinion. I think uh, no question has he he's damaged the brand, um, and the result of that we'll see in the in the local elections and the, um, to what extent that is. But it's also to what extent there's there's um, uh, there's a there's a realistic. Um, alternative, uh, which is a separate subject. So let's not go down that road for yeah, now. So yeah. st- stick with the question. Mm. Yes, he's, no question. He's damaged the brand. Putting his mug on a billboard does it help? No, I don't think it does. Um, does it reinforce? Yes, it does. But it reinforces to to an, to an echo chamber, if yeah. you like. But it's a there's a long history um, of using the president's face as the ballot box, mm. literally.
1: Uh, in, just. I mean, in terms of in terms of the marketing side of things, because um, from what I understand, my little bit of marketing knowledge, uh, for instance, if you use a washing powder when you you know you move out of home, you're 20 years old, you you start using OMO, and uh, your mother used it, yeah, uh, or you or you're not sure what to use, and you go to the shops and you like the branding or whatever it is, and you buy the OMO, chances are you'll forever then use OMO. It's hard to kind of change those those users habits. Um, do we have a similar kind of, um, habit running with, the ANC and ANC voters? It's, 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 it's what they know. It's what they like. Um, they have a good reputation or well, that, you know, they did for a hun- close on a hundred years. Um, is is that is that uh, plays a lot into their into their branding and their marketing?
2: Yeah, I mean, I say you know when I talk about equity in in the sense, not in the financial sense, you are talking about brand equity. You know what I'm talking about, or maybe some of the listeners don't. But it's the the value that the brand has. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so Oma has a great deal of equity in certain chunks of the market, and Skip has great. Equity in certain chunks of the market i 'm just picking that category because you did yeah. um, because they 've marketed consistently they 've got a got a good product, it works it 's reasonably cost effective it delivers what it promises yeah. um, and it 's priced competitively compared to the opposition and it 's what you know and what you trust and the lower down the pyramid you are from a from a financial point of view for a, um, the the more trust plays a, a factor and a key factor uh, very simple economics um, you can 't afford. To spend 30 rand buying an alternative brand that you haven't tried before, because you can't take that risk. Um, it plays into all sorts of things. A woman heading uh, the household uh, buying a meal will not buy a brand that she doesn't not brand of rice or a brand of mini meal or whatever it is that she is not known and is not familiar with, and that her husband, in certain instances, a more patriotic, uh, sorry, patriotic and more paternal um, uh, uh, cultures, approves of. Uh, which is very important. Let's not open that can of worms right now. No,
0: not yet. But let's go back to politics. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So the ANC has got a brand, a very strong one that mm. has been diminished a bit recently. Uh, what do you find, um, about the DA at this, for, for this particular election? Because I think their posts are actually the best ones. Do you? Why? Relatively, because you can see the candidate. Do I get to ask some questions? Yeah, yeah of course, of course. Yeah. Well, ah. personally, because I can see the candidate, what it looks like. I see the ANC. Now, I started doing that recently with the placards on on the street. You can see the candidate. The colours are blue, hmm. and yeah, although they've
1: blacked they've they, they've gone on a money saving exercise, I assume, and so the the candidates are all black and white. Uh, where I noticed the ANC candidates seem to be. Um, in are colour. you talking
0: about the, the race or the color on the, <laughs> the black the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the
1: photograph the printing yeah so blue? The, the DA no so that what the DA have at the moment um, is they've got a lot of posters with Musi Maimani on mm. them mm. Um, it's the same poster essentially it's a front shot Musi Maimani you can see his head yep. and he's sort of his bust essentially yep. um, and then above him there will be a slogan so uh, it, it might be in English, Afrikaans uh, Zulu, Soutu, etc And
0: I think it's vote for change uh, the, Vote for slogan. change,
1: there's some a few They, they vary it, I think ah. um, That's the one, and then the one where they actually Want you to vote for Joe Bloggs um, They have a photo of Joe Bloggs, which is a black and white photo hmm. And then it'll say like Ward 60 You know, um, whereas uh, The ANC, I saw One of their posters, very unfortunate The guy happens To have, I think, like some sort of um, growth on his lip or something, so he he, he kind of and he's, and he's got this comb over, so he kind of looks a bit like Hitler. But <laughs> but um, if you live in the uh, Linden area, you'll see you'll see the post I'm talking about. Um, I almost took a photo, but I felt bad about the growth on his lip, so you know, and mocking him for that. But um, but now that I've done it to a, a large radio audience, uh, podcast, you can introduce audience. the D A to Photoshop um, as well. <laughs> Um, well, that's the ANC, so the ANC's got the color, they, they've done, they've yeah. gone, they've spent the money, I suppose, they have it to spend. Um, yeah, sorry, just getting back to yes, your anyway. <laughs> can, can I talk on my own
0: podcast, please? Bloody hell. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so how do you find the DA in this particular election? I mean, I, I just think that the posters are right, but I don't know anything else about them.
2: Well, uh, look, I mean, you know, the basic stuff like. Like your brand identity, your colors, and so on. and presenting your candidate is uh, <coughs> is is fairly bog standard in in street post uh, street posters in political uh, advertising circles, and that is the main medium in political advertising in South Africa they' spend a great deal more there than anywhere else, all the parties um so but i I think it 's pretty awful because they don 't tell me anything, and they don 't promise me anything. I think the line as you just said was uh, together for change or yeah,
0: or vote for change vote, vote for, for change, change. okay yeah.
2: so change what change my underpants change my shoes exactly so what does it mean That's, it's an empty but, but yes we can justin yes we can yeah but you <laughs> hang on a 2nd yeah i'll take on on that one because yes we can and what was the what was the what was the uh what was obama's line hope yeah, yeah I, post, so it was hope hope with that, to, the first uh, st- with the first uh,
1: tri-color poster yeah yeah. yeah
2: yeah um you know i, I think you, you you've got to look at Marketing and advertising in and politics in context. US very different set of circumstances, different levels of education, different different levels of, of understanding, of complexity of messaging, et cetera, et cetera. One singular language, English. Well, if you exclude the, the Hispanics, yeah, but uh, they probably are, consider- s- but they are considerable, but they probably yeah. speak some English, <coughs> yeah, and they translate them anyway uh, in the in the in the areas. You know, South Africa, you got eleven languages. Plus several other you know the rathervancretier languages and others on the sideline <laughs> you don't really count on the numbers, but you know you've got that complexity number one, but more uh, you know being vague is is it just doesn't work. <clears throat> being complex is probably worse uh, and the example that i that I used recently in a, in a piece I wrote. Was, uh, which, uh, let's not sidetrack to that, was the EU referendum, the Brexit uh, campaign. Well, the lay, leave, stay campaigns. Um, <clears throat> where, where the Remain, uh, party or Remain, uh, camp, uh, were, were, were vacuous in their messaging. Yeah. You know, basically what it amounted to was, well, more of the same. Well, people don't want more of the same. They want change, but you, coming back to the DA, they're saying change, but, Change what, you know that what they have learned and, and uh, is is to well maybe they have is to stop attacking Zuma, because it's not about it's not about Zuma. stop attacking the ANC through Zuma and using Mandela and, and Becky as as, uh, as as sort of poster boys because all they were doing was, was, was feeding the ANC equity.
0: That no, was great. to stop Zuma and oh, but Mandela and Becky were great. Like, well, they, guys they, in, in opposition, yeah. you, they're you still doing them making them that alone. mistake.
2: I think occasionally. I think they do occasionally do, but I think they've actually made a probably. I, I'm I'm assuming yeah, they've probably made a sort of policy decision to try not to do so. Yeah. So I don't I don't see it appearing in any materials, but I'm, you know I don't, I don't voraciously read a great what, deal of their material what because you, it bores me to death. What do you make of posters like um,
1: when they put up a poster that says something like "E tolls brought to you by the ANC"
2: proudly brought to you by the ANC or something like that? That's I think that's tactical and I think that's smart. Uh, I, I think that got uh, attention of. A segment that they hadn't appealed to before and gave them a segment of the voting population and gave them a reason to consider. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's certain, and in Johannesburg in particular, because it was no question. I mean, there isn't a, you don't know, I don't know anybody across the spectrum who, who's a fan of ETOLs, justified or not justified, yeah. and how they went about it. So ignore that part. Uh, those sort of tactical things are, are much smarter than going around saying vote for change. Or their last uh, election, twenty fourteen, which was "Together for Change" and "Together for Jobs," or "Together What?" Oh. Who? Who's, uh, it's 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 so it's insidious. Let, it's, uh, not insidious. It's in, it's and uh, vacuous. It's vacuous a, and to a degree that's, that's in a way. really.
0: Yeah.
2: It's just you know. Mean, and, and, no no and meaning. We, com- we you know we, we absorb somewhere around twenty to thirty thousand commercial messages a day. Yeah, yeah. South Africans do. Yeah. Uh, how's that going to break through? Is is a lot of marketing kind of the same though? Is is a lot of it kind of meaningless? About ninety five percent, in my personal opinion, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, in terms of, uh, let's just stick with the DA for a second. Uh, they changed their their whole brand. I, I can't. I don't know how long ago it was. Now must must be eight or ten years. Uh, in terms of that logo that they went to. In fact, it would be about eight or nine years because mm-hmm. it was Barack Obama's uh, – there was a whole controversy yeah, at the they, time. they
0: nicked it from Obama's logo in his first um, election. Yeah, because first,
1: first it, looked, it looked very similar. Mm. Um, but has that worked well for them? Was that a good idea? Um, what do you think about that? I mean, you've got an ANC who stood with one kind of logo and brand yeah, yeah. for decades. Well, a century. Yeah.
2: Almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think a visual identity is very important and, and strength of visual identity is very important. Um, it becomes more important the more established you are, uh, as a brand. Uh, only because, you know, and the, <coughs> the, the universal, uh, example is you're walking down the supermarket shelves and you see something you recognize. Go back to your 20 years old, you left home. Which washing powder do I buy? You buy the one that you recognize. The others you don't know because you're not familiar with the category or toothpaste or whatever it is that you have to buy. So it is, um, <clears throat> uh, and I've generally found, and I mean this globally. And I was going through recently, for some reason or other, the, uh, the president, the U.S. presidential, uh, the the, the um, what do they call it, the primaries. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and all the candidates that were afforded and, and their logos. And somebody had written a piece on the identities of these individuals, yeah. and bar one. Out of the 15 or so, they were absolutely shocking, you know, it's the, from a design point of view. Well, the just, Jeb one was really bad. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I, you know, <laughs> Jeb also, with an
2: exclamation mark in like the closest thing you can find to Comic Sense. <laughs> exactly. And these guys are, you know, they're multi most of them, who've got well, hundreds of, or tens of millions of dollars behind them. Do you think they might go and spend $5,000 hiring a design shop to do a decent job for them? No. So to the question, does the DA? Is, uh, it doesn't tell me anything. I, I'm, I'm again, I'm sort of. It, it, I think it, it's it's reflective of what the DA isn't, rather than what it is, because I don't think the DA knows what it is. In uh, again, personal opinion, uh, I think they're very confused, and they you know the whole leadership change from Zilla to to Maimani, uh, I think it's confused them. There's the internal battles, and they don't know how to break through outside of Cape Town and that's their biggest mm. challenge and uh, identity is part of that and it's the core their core reason for being um, is just jumping uh, jumping around you know attacking Zuma for five years with, uh, <laughs> and the, the, the ANC via Zuma for five years is a really really weak strategy yeah we just-
0: we have discussed this before, um, with Gareth and Lonson specifically about, about the liberalism within the DA. Is it still the defining factor of the DA or is it purely, um, service delivery and, and to, to appeal to the middle class black voters is the mm. biggest issue they have because mm. people would rather not vote A and Z and not vote for anyone else. This is
2: why vote.
1: Then
0: vote DA. Yeah. And their or, job
1: is, sorry, or, or even the lower class voters, but sorry. It, you know, they, they, they have a general problem appealing to black voters. We know this. This yeah. is, uh, old news. Uh, interestingly, just on, I know it's an opinion and all the rest, but, um, on the liberalism and, you know, where the DA stands, because they were a liberal party at one point, And I, I mm. think you could argue that they aren't currently, um, or they, they have deserted some of those values, mm. uh, at least in my opinion. Um, Gwen and Gwenya actually wrote a great piece this week, uh, so the listeners can go look it up. I think at BD Live. Um, Published it, uh, talking about this exact problem about where they stand and, right. and, and, identity. Um, so exactly. So I think while it isn't, um, necessarily a fact and we like to talk about facts, not feelings. Um, yeah. the feeling yeah. seems to be amongst many sort of, uh, long-standing kind of DA supporters who might have supported UDF and, and other kind of, um, previous bodies that led to the DA, um, are, are, are Generally, have this sort of sense that uh, things are not um, what they should be.
2: Yeah, I think they've they've lost their compass, so to speak, and uh, and their, their their core purpose there, which goes to their identity. What are they? What are they? We know what they're trying to achieve from a voter point of view, but what's their? You know, if they were for, which's not going to happen, but if they were for, just let's uh, just uh, entertain the idea for a minute to to take a, uh, take charge of government in a in a in a majority what would they do uh yeah they've got manifestos and lots of stuff but it's it's vague and indistinct in Uh a lot of respects and Uh and uh and i think by and large uh, quite you know quite uh,
0: um, unprofessional uh well that's why that's why i like to call them the anc light so they take anc policy and make it better a few weeks ago, they had make uh, social grants. Um, you know, increase them to inflation levels, and then they berated the minister for staying in the hotel for eleven thousand rand a night or whatever. It's like, guys, social grants are not your idea. Uh, secondly, why are you agreeing with the ANC on social grants, and then you want to increase them? Mm. None of these are your ideas whatsoever. You're just acting. It's like virtue signalling at its worst. Mm.
2: Well, again, it comes to you know. I don't think they have an overarching strategy in terms of how they yeah. how to deal. They've got bit p- bit parts, so they know what to attack. But attacking the opposition is the easiest thing to do. Finding fault is easier. But, but thing. can
1: I just say you 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 quite you're a libertarian, right? You yes. see yourself in, in that sense. Um, and I think, uh, and I often say that I think the DA would be great if they won every local election and the ANC continued as the national government. In in a sense, mm-hmm. I think there are things they do wrong at a national level. Foreign policy, for one example. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have a problem with uh, the fact that the DA's manifesto when it comes to national election is very vague, and they actually don't know what they're doing. I've raised the point on health, which I know a fair amount about, yeah. um, and they they are clueless. Yeah. Um And they also, as Ramon says, they they just tow the ANC line, but they go no, no to national health, but then propose, if you look in the manifesto, something – very similar. What yeah. they've done in, in, in Cape Town, in Western Cape, Western is, Cape yeah. is not uh, much dissimilar. Um, they're just not taxing the populace for it, um, over and above. Um, I just, I think, uh, though in some sense, as, as a libertarian, you, you might like a, a DA government because I think that, um, from the sense of just get to work and kind of make the trains run instead of interfere with how people use the trains, um, they, they, they may kind of be hamstrung to the point that that's what they end up doing. Uh, I think in the Western Cape, for example, they've had a lot of opportunity to try and institute provincial-type legislation of their kind of ideas and their policies. They've done essentially none of it. Um, they, they haven't put forward anything crazy, I think because they're scared maybe, um, maybe rightfully so. Uh, and so what they've – all they've done is come in and gone, okay, let's just make shit work. Yeah. Um, and Let's and, be efficient. Yeah, let's be efficient. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I would be necessarily against that. I think a lot of people go, well, we're not sure the DA would know how to govern nationally. It's different to governing in the Western Cape. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but if all they did was just make stuff work, I'd be perfectly fine with that. And that's all that I want from government.
2: Uh, me too. Um, and I completely agree with you. I think it's a very valid point that you make. Uh, and you, all you have to do is visit Cape Town for a, for a very uh, – and I'm not the biggest fan of Cape Town. Well, I love Cape Town. It's the people who live there that <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't mean that at all. You've got listeners in Cape Town. So and there are. I've got some very good friends there too. Um, so I'm being slightly facetious. So, uh, b- But it's very visible as a visitor. Um, so is P.E., it's very visible, and uh, you know I spend quite a lot of time going around the country. It's very the uh, various cities, and where where government works, where local government works, it's quite obvious if you look if you look for it, um, yeah. or even if you don't look for it. But I mean, if you're blind and you walk, you drive around and walk around in a with, yeah. with blindfold, you won't you'll, you'll miss it. But if you just look at at the standards, uh, so from a libertarian point of view, uh, Cape Town runs well. And the trains run and it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, so, but that's
0: a fascist point of view as well. I think Mussolini <coughs> wanted the trains to run on time, didn't he? But
2: well, that doesn't mean it's fascist. I know. Just I
0: kidding. Know,
1: uh, all right. Can I, can I, can I ask? We've, okay, we've spoken a lot about the DA, um, yeah. you know, listeners who aren't interested in the DA. or, EFF, or EFF. Yes, that's where I want to get yeah. to.
0: Because their posters are interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen them in, where, you, where you, uh, you, you live on the coast uh yes so in 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 Johannesburg you got a red poster with yellow writing yep and it says four or five words free wi fi for everyone yeah you know, um more houses for the poor like right. very basic signaling yeah
2: toilets the uh, the, yeah. the running the, the running toilets uh issue uh,
0: so how are those i think i think they're, they're actually pr- the, pretty good the
2: e f look the e f f of the whole lot is the best um but only They've only gotten so now in the last couple but, of years.
1: But are, are they the best in that they they do very well from a marketing perspective mm-hmm. in the sense that the message is quite clear. It is actually a thing that they yep. they they promising. Yeah. But then I almost feel like it's like a lot of marketing which promises you something that it will never be able to deliver.
0: Yeah, but that's not the point though. But
1: we're,
2: but you, I'm the marketing guest. I'm saying from a marketing point of view, <laughs> it's very good. So you just you just uh, confirmed what I was about to say. Yeah, which is. At least they're making promises, whether they deliver on them or not. I mean, how many political parties do you know actually deliver on their promises anywhere in the world? Um, True. you know, I mean, that's another subject altogether, but what they're, what they're doing, and, and it's, it's led very much by Julius Milema as we all know, the character and the personality that he is. And, uh, you know, he's direct, he's to the point, he's blunt, he's crystal clear. It may be absolute pie in the sky, but it buys votes. And that's good marketing. And just look at the, how they appear, they're, they're red, their overalls and their uniforms. It's brilliant marketing. You, I don't know anywhere in the world where a bunch of parliamentarians walk into parlo- walk into the house all dressed in a uniform and yeah, making it not just like a work so. in, in a particular style of uniform yeah. that makes it very clear. It's brilliant branding. They're, 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 they're great at that. But does it matter if it
0: was intended or not? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't
2: matter. It's, it's what it is, like like everything else. So they're doing it, and they're doing it well. Um, I think it took them a while to get there. So I think, uh, in my view, it took them a while to get there. And I really only think they've gotten it together, and they've realized, whether it was intentional or not, they've actually realized that they've got something really valuable here, and they're not letting go of it.
0: Well, arguably, they're the only political party to have no consequence whatsoever from this election. But- only positive consequences could come for them from oh, from yeah. the they've the got nothing to lose nothing they're at only,
2: all they can only gain absolutely yeah. <clears throat> because they're saying some well not any i mean it's not just the communication but they are promising something to uh, a bunch of disenfranchised people not a very large bunch of disenfranchised people who who have nothing else to cling to uh, what the, whereas the DA is not really promising anything so
0: no but change change is important yeah sure <laughs>
2: you know i'll when i leave here i'll change my deodorant or
0: so. yeah um so so if I may, I actually wanted to ask you, have you got anything more on the EFF, Jonathan?
1: <laughs> no, I think uh, well, it's pretty roundly summed right. up. DA is shit. Uh, ANC is the yeah. usual, and the EFF is something new and decent.
2: Yes. Uh, the others are just, uh, they're not really worthwhile talking about, but I think that I think the ANC has become shit as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> right. to, just to justify my, or qualify my opening statement, where I said it's crap or something similar yeah. to that, um, with the exception of the, the EFF, it is all trite nonsense.
0: So if you had to, if a, local party came to you anywhere in the world and said, "Okay, we want you to run our our campaign." And there has been some a few great ones in, in the past. How would you go about doing it? Not specifically in terms of I will write this on a placard, but yeah. what messaging do you want people to see from that campaign? Well, you, what you want to what you want to
2: see is what the party stands for and how it differentiates itself from the opposition. So, you know, you can't. I, I can't take a. a, 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 a a bland example. I've got to take a real example. Give it, go for it. Yeah, Give something. You brought some
1: stuff along, so yeah. So I, I mean, mean, it's you know, explore worldwide. What's what's been some
2: stuff that's worked? Or yeah, hasn't. I mean, I, I'd rather do that than talk theory because Absolutely. you know, I can't say well brand X and because you know, like anything, I've got to know what the what their strategy yeah. is and communication strategy needs to follow. The marketing strategy needs to follow the business strategy. And in the commercial world, a lot of the time those two are not aligned, which is why one of the reasons and probably the biggest reason why 95% of marketing communication or a large percentage of it is particularly dross because it's not aligned from the the outset. So the brand – the business is going in this direction and they're saying things that that are not the reality on the ground when the consumer interacts with it. Mm. Um so to go back to the political examples my favorite uh, of all time and I love British advertising more than any other is the the 79 poster that that's that marched Maggie Thatcher into into power which uh for the listeners is uh, was a single line um called labor isn't well the headline labor isn't working and a visual of uh several hundred people in a line at the unemployment office very simple graphic big bold headline nothing else labor isn 't working it 's it's, it's copywriting genius yeah, because it means many things it means many things, and it <laughs> says there 's many messages mixed into three words yeah. um, and understand you know a great deal of electioneering is happens on the streets, it happens in the street poster or on posters in, in the medium of outdoor or out of home and <clears throat> excuse me from a from an advertising point of view, from a communication point of view you can. You, you can't you can't get complexity across in thirty seconds or twenty seconds or ten seconds or half a second. So that's a rule number one. But the hardest thing to do as an advertising practitioner, as a as a creative person, is to deliver a message on a billboard. It's the hardest thing to do. Much easier in thirty seconds with audiovisual. You've got music, you've got tone, you've got all sorts of things that factor into it, or on radio and so. In a print magazine, you can you can write three hundred words a copy or thirteen hundred words a copy if you like. If you're the long copy versions, it still works in certain instances. But on a, an outdoor poster, you've got to be absolutely uh, to the uh, point, t- button <laughs> and spot on, five words or less. Yeah, um, and right. so that works on that on that level. Um, that's one of the few that I have uh, <clears throat> that I like. One of the other examples I I have here. Which – excuse me a second. Not Crooked Hillary. <clears throat> uh, I've got Hillary. <laughs> we'll come to her. Uh, Is Trump. Um, I particularly want to discuss Trump and, and American politics. So sorry, let's, let's stick to the, to the marketing subject. But Make America Great Again sounds particularly trite to a lot of people. It's like, so what, Make America Great Again? But if you look at who he's targeting and, and who will support him, yeah. Make America Great Again may, makes uh, means a lot of different things. It makes a lot of sense. Um, it, it could mean anything. Make America in what sense? And they are harking back to the past when it was the land of milk and honey and the promised land and <laughs> you know, the entrepreneur's paradise. And obviously there's conflicts in that where mm. it, uh, we don't want Syrians or, or Eastern Europeans pouring into our borders and making themselves. There's lots of conflicts in it. But if you go across the, the red swathe of Midwest America, Make America Great Again is going to resonate in their hearts. And let's be honest. Uh, people think with – well, they don't think with their hearts, but they vote with their hearts and not with their heads.
0: But what's great about that, it could be about anything. It could be exactly victory after World War Two. It could be about abolishment of sal- slavery. It could be – It could be about gun licenses. Li- it. it could mean absolutely anything yeah. to anyone and people are like, yeah, that makes sense. You yeah. know.
2: And it's not – It's not. And you, so as an overarching campaign line and promise yeah. – it has a great deal of of, of resonance
1: I know you don 't want to get into Donald Trump, but in some ways is he not a bit of a marketing genius and and maybe it 's not him maybe it's it 's other people, but it seems to be him because he can stand up and talk off the cuff, he does these almost typically um, uh, sort of textbook type of things where he repeats the message again mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. and again. Uh, he says simple things uh, that you will go away with and remember, even they if stick. they are stupid. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's done. He's been a marketing genius in a way in 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 his campaign.
2: He's a, he's the consummate PR man. This, forget the, 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 the way in Yo, which he goes or, about or, or it. and what even the, the content.
1: content of what he saying. Forget
2: the content. Yeah. As a, he's, he's a consummate PR man, as is Boris Johnson, who who actually is one of my favorite politicians. Love yeah. Boris Johnson. Uh, yeah. Same here.
0: He's so much news this week over him, but anyway, we can't discuss him.
2: <laughs> no, let's not go there. We, we, if we have time, we might get on to the referendum. But uh, yeah, uh, and I think – like Julius Malema. And uh, that's what populists do, is they, they're likable to – they, and you can contradict yourself, which Trump has done. I don't know how many times Julius Malema contradicts himself every second sentence. His audience doesn't give a shit. Yeah, they don't, um, because he can say, he can say anything. He can say that the the, that the sun revolves around the earth, and half of his voters will hear it, and believe it, and the other half won't even hear it.
0: It doesn't matter. I read a great article about Trump, sorry, just get back to him, and his tweets, because he's one of those politicians who has his own account, and he tweets himself, <laughs> yes. and he sends out 20, 30 tweets a day. And there was an article saying he sends out all these tweets, and he checks the reactions to them, and then incorporates those tweets into the speeches mm-hmm. he's going to make later on. Oh, it's, it's brilliant.
2: He's tro- trolling like, for
0: ideas. Like Crooked Hillary was a tweet originally, and now he just made it his, uh, his almost a slogan after Make America. Make Again, there's Crooked Hillary, folks.
2: Isn't it? I mean, if you look at uh, you know if you look at personalities the world over whether they're in Hollywood where they're in the music business you know public personas, that's a, a huge part of their marketing is aside from social media. Is, but they it's the they they pull these ideas and these notions and these words and these uh, sentences and these claims out of their own audiences, and feed it back. So. I mean how many times have you tweeted something that just you know, that your fan base just it just resonates with yeah. them and off it goes and self
1: affirmation. As- it's uh you it's know. exactly
2: that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Um what about Hillary? Because 'cause you've got you've got a logo there, which yeah. uh for those of you who don't know, it's a it's an H. Um, but they've made the line through the H uh sorry I cut Ramon off. Yes, it keeps of, cutting uh, me off. Or,
0: yeah, because you you been, not
1: frankly speaking lately. And I'm you going know what say it's, it's like it. to be cut I'm off. gonna
0: say it. Hillary's logo looks like the Twin Towers, that's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> so it's an H. The line through the the, the line that joins the an two arrow. the yeah. two things is an arrow, and it says uh, "Hillary for America." And they've played with it a bit. They've 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 put uh, some sort of other um, things at times through the H and yes. and, and all that yeah. kind of thing. Um, uh, and they've made some mess-ups with that. Uh, i can try to look for it quickly. Um, they, where they were trying to uh, – I think there was one where they were trying to side with the RSTUV community. <laughs> and
2: that um, <laughs> made a complete mess of it.
1: Anyway, I, in terms of a, a marketing perspective on that?
2: Well, uh, you know, I, just, I just pulled that one. That's the overarching logo for a campaign, Hillary for America. Um, what does Hillary for America say? It, uh, it says Hillary. It doesn't say anything about America. It says buy me, but it doesn't tell you why. Well, that's typical of Hillary, though. Well, exactly. You know, she doesn't know. She doesn't know how to possibly because of her elitist background and uh, whatever else. But let's not get into that. Um, I don't want to get into slander, but she uh, feel free to do so. No, 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 no. But <laughs> I, I think your your, your, uh, your audience probably gets enough of that. Uh, it's meaningless, and it's all about Hillary. It doesn't, there's nothing in it. It's empty. It's just vacuous again. Uh, you know, Hillary for America. What the fuck does that mean? And if you look at if you look at some of her other, uh, it's, it's, I've brought like one or two examples of how she's rolled that out And various things. I went to Hillary Hillary dot com or whatever it's called, which was terrifying. Um, <clears throat> reason number seventy four why we need Hillary, and there's a picture of Hillary and Bill and a grandchild, and and they're because they can like,
1: reproduce. No, that's ter- uh, is that from her website. Yes. Reason number seventy four.
2: Yeah, the whole there's a whole campaign. Of reason the seventy four reasons or hundred. This is when
1: reasons. you try
0: to uh, market to millennials. But is, is, this, uh, is this is this the official <clears throat> grandchild or one of Bull's other children's uh, grandchildren? Could be a
2: cigar, for, 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 but I'm not sure. Anyway, so that's the picture of of, of doting grandparents over this little baby, uh, smiling, and the headline says, "It's time we had a grandmother in chief."
0: Oh my word! It's oh, you,
2: you couldn't get more awful. twee if you tried. Um and now, you know, here's their here's her attack on on uh, on the Republicans. Reason number zero 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 three hashtag zero zero three. Why we need Hillary uh, as a picture of Donald. Um, if you see it in color, with an orange face, uh, so worst possible pose. He looks like he looks pretty ugly. Uh, with the headline says, we can't afford a Republican in the White House.
0: What does that mean? Like Ronald Reagan? Like yeah, you know, who oh, the deficit? It balanced the budget. Well, no, it didn't really. But anyway, um,
2: yeah, that means nothing at all. <laughs> that means nothing at all. Listen, there's about 174 of them. So if you want, if you want some entertainment, go to Hillary.com. Or oh, I, that's
1: it. If I was an American, mm. I would have wanted 175 reasons. <laughs> now, that there's only 174, can't possibly vote for her. Can't well, you, for, if you
2: can tweet her, then uh, and she might pick up one of those lines and use was it.
0: Was one of them um, more secure email servers? There was nothing about the
2: email service right. that I saw. Damn no, it. no. That would be um, reason surprisingly, number one. Surprisingly, reason
1: number one. <laughs> and uh, you know, so that she can get the secret service to watch her husband.
0: So, so, so. Oh, the, the, I found
1: the Hillary logo that was. Uh, let me just show you guys yeah. the Hillary logo that caused controversy. So, um, for Black History Month, I think it was. Oh. Um, they they did a Hillary logo with Rosa Parks sitting on the H. Okay, but as you can oh see, God. Rosa Parks is actually sitting on the back of of the H, <laughs> which, if you know the story, um, essentially was part of the problem. Is that black people were segregated the to bus. sit to the back of the bus? <laughs> oh wow,
0: well. yeah, and that myth. was officially released by her campaign. So we'll we'll, um, we'll tweet out that picture when the podcast goes live.
2: <laughs> wow, that's I, I hadn't seen that one. That's that is. So that I is. mean, that's a, that's really a big sort of. Error. It's a lot, slightly larger than a
0: 4 par yes. But, but also in terms of messaging between Trump and Hillary, Trump is about, it appears to me, okay, it's crooked Hillary often, but then it's about, you know, building the wall, uh, you know, yeah. saving jobs, protectionism, like all oh, crap shit, but it's solutions. Hillary, I don't know any proposals. I know she well, it's the same
1: as uh, we won't get into the terror attack, but there was a terror attack in Nice last yeah, night, yeah. Uh, and she she goes out, um, and she turns around and goes, we must continue our fight. That was her message on, she phoned into
2: Fox News or something. Um, what does that mean? You know, (laughs) bomb Syria or bomb Iraq or Or, bomb somebody. That's generally what it means. uh, Yeah. it's,
1: It's, it's, I think, but I agree with Ramon that a lot of the messages just kind of, um, don't mean anything. And, and I've said that I think a lot of people buy into Trump. It's, it's the same as on the political correctness line. Um, so instead of uh, holding his tongue because he doesn't want to offend someone, he doesn't hold his tongue, um, sometimes to his detriment. Yep. But but at the same time, he says real things. Uh, and it seems like there globally is a backlash to politicians who kind of don't say anything. Uh, I, I have a problem with uh, – he's gotten better, I must say, but Musi Maimani as an example, I, fa- I found him also to be um, – before he took leadership of the party, to be mm-hmm. honest, he had a lot of so
2: sort of empty kind of platitudes. Platitude. Um, the, the clueless politician's favourite fallback, yeah, platitude.
1: Um, and 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 so I, I don't think you appeal to anyone with those kinds of things because pe- when people don't understand meaning of something, then they don't buy into it. I don't, I don't oh, know if there f- is
2: no meaning in the first instance. Yeah. There's nothing to buy into. So.
1: Um, and I think you know you talked about the Remain campaign. Um, you know we're not going to change anything, but also they kind of they kind of couldn 't say what the huge benefits were they couldn 't nail it down whereas leave were giving what the huge benefits were or the disadvantages were. They may have been wrong about those things, but uh, you 've got one side actually giving some sort of um, uh, reality uh, what they believe to be a reality and another side. Not
2: well. Another side just painting the wall white, yeah, uh, and saying you know, well, it's status quo. Well, when it comes to election time, status quo doesn't generally work very well. And I think that's a that's a that's a good a good lead into into the Brexit uh, yeah, campaign. Yeah, let's the go there and leave the Americans alone for a while. But yeah, I mean, just one point. I mean, Hillary, absolutely. There's nothing. There's no substance there. That doesn't mean that she's not going to win the election. Um, but it means that if there was a much stronger Republican, uh, not necessarily candidate, but mm-hmm. a much stronger Republican campaign. That it might be a great deal closer than we think.
1: Uh, it's int- interesting. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, just sorry, we we'll stick with the Americans for one sec. Uh, Trump uh, seems to have changed his messaging a little bit, um, and he seems to have softened um, in mm. the in the past sort of two weeks. Uh, and I, I don't. I mean, it's it's a correlation, but um, the, the, he's gone up in the polls. Uh, so he hasn't said anything crazy. Yep. He said some, you know, he said his stuff, but sure. nothing crazy. Nothing, you know, Mexicans or rapists, um, kind of stuff.
2: He's not the batcher Trump. Really he yeah, has been and, for and the even
1: last if you look at his Twitter account, you can actually go back. You, you yeah. know, you can go back three weeks and see, like, geez, I can't believe he tweeted that. Basically, around the time he tweeted that, uh, Star of David sort of similar thing with Hillary. I don't know if you know about. I didn't. I didn't see it. No. He, um, someone had made a, uh, a meme, Hillary Clinton. The background behind her was uh, money, uh, just mm. like piles of money. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in A Star of David, they had written um, Hillary Clinton with her logo and then greedy or something something to that, right? The problem was obviously the correlation to kind of the alt sort of right that supports Trump, which is uh, has many anti-Semitic moments mm. um, and obviously that correlation that was in there. Um, he retweeted it. Took it down six hours later, uh, then tried to defend it. Um, and it, it was a huge mess, basically. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't work well for him, but since then, something seems to have changed in his campaign. Uh, and if you go after then and look at his tweets, they still Donald Trump, but they're very much more measured. Mm. Um, and I wonder if, if that change in messaging now that he's going to national kind of vote, uh, is, is, is going to work in his favor. A lot, actually, because I mean, he's already picked I up think, the guys by on. being crazy.
2: Yeah. Look, I think you're very spot on. I mean, you know, when you start out, I mean, I think I wrote it somewhere that I don't think anyone but Donald Trump ever imagined that he might get to the no. <laughs> to the presidential not race. <laughs> well, maybe a couple of rednecks down south, but not the rest of the world, certainly. But um, uh, it's very common in, in campaign strategy. And I think what uh, Trump is, as, as lunatic as he is, I think he's probably got some very smart advisors there. Campaign advisors, not just on, not just on election strategy, but on communication strategy, which is at the end of the day, it's kind of, there are two different things, but they they Mm. should meld into one. Um, And he will, I, I suspect that he will become more and more measured. And will flip flop on a few positions, or certainly move towards the middle and become more of a fence sitter, and become uh, more like it's a only Musi become Mamani
1: presidential and
2: become presidential in because it because it's a necessary component. Being the radical, the populists has gotten this far. Some of that he can't. Well, in my, in my opinion, as a, if I was to advise him, I would. Ad, I would personally advise him pull to back. to pull back the throttle on that and become a little more tolerant or a little more mainstream.
0: And the best way you see that was the response to the Dallas shooting, <clears throat> uh, when the five cops were killed by uh, a sniper, so to speak. Mm. He's um, he wrote a, a, a speech. He says it's a tragedy. We must look after our cops. Let's try work together, etc. Hillary says white people must listen to black people more carefully. That was her message after the Dallas cop
2: He's talking – it's a platitude, but it's a platitude that doesn't – and the reason it's a platitude is it doesn't displease anyone and it says the right thing. No, he did the right thing. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying he did the right thing. But Hillary turns turns it into a social justice warrior campaign. And loses credibility to. Absolutely. I mean, look, she's after you know, those are the people. Yeah. She's after. But. I want
1: to get into social justice warrior stuff and how I think it affects polling because I know you're going to you've got some opinions uh, on polling. Yes, yes. Polling. But, but hold on before Wolf, we get yes. to polling, we've stopped you
2: talking about Brexit. Uh, look, it's your, your show, so you direct me. No, in terms of time. It's, it's, <clears throat> okay, Brexit. Brexit. I, I mean, this was for me. It was just. Uh, it, it was a classic example of, and I'm not talking about just about, about advertising campaigns. But advertising becomes the visual. Identifier, it's it's the picture in the long copy story kind of thing. Yeah, um, because it is a it is a summation of where a party or a group has has, has gone right or wrong or what their positions are. Um, and I think the Remain came, the Remain camp, uh, as I said earlier, just had nothing to say. Um, you know, and here's here's just a handful of examples. First of all, big mistake that they made in my view is that they had I think three or four different ad agencies working on their campaign. Because it, uh, because there were lots of different parties no involved, uniformity. and so and so, uh, so each camp each agency was given a slightly different brief, probably, and came up with four completely different campaigns and slogans, and that nothing looked similar. I mean, that's mistake number one, which is just chronic. And they had very good agencies working for them, some of the best in the world. Yeah, um, and uh, here's one with uh, I, I, we can we can tweet pick this these after the show if you like. Um, you know, there's a em- picture of an empty door. Oh, sorry, a picture of an open door. Uh, and surrounded by white space and set of stairs up to the door into into a dark void and it says leave and there's no going back well that's a <laughs> statement of the obvious you know you know you'd have to be sub-intelligent not to know that once you exit you can't turn around that's a one-way street so it doesn't it doesn't tell me anything and then and that the- might
1: w- w- that might actually prompt some people to vote leave um, in terms of going, might, yes. in terms of going, cool. Yes, that's exactly right. what I want. Thank, thank goodness. I don't want yeah. to
2: go back. I'm trying to leave. So you just reinforced my own position. Sure. And then, um, here's another one. Uh, uh, the television stuff is just too, too appalling to talk about. Uh, and it's too complex to explain television on radio. Uh, don't let them gamble with their future. And there's a, obviously, a, a which I find this deeply ironic. There's a <clears throat> picture of the three characters at the craps table, Boris in the middle, uh, throwing, throwing the dice. Uh, Nigel on his left, uh, with a silly grin on his face, and uh, uh, oh, what's his name? He dropped out of the. Michael Gove. Uh, Gove, oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, Gove looking looking,
0: uh, looking looking, on at Boris admiringly. Um, yeah, so the point of the advert was that they're just gambling, well, they're gambling. Uh, with, with yeah. the future yeah. of the country it, by, it, voting, by asking yeah, people to vote so leave.
2: So it's not. Uh, I'll come back to the irony, but the. Uh, it, yeah, there's a message in it, sure, but. It's just as much as a gamble to stay. There's no certainty in, in, in staying as there is in leaving. In, in terms of
1: advertising, so what they've done in this particular ad is they've they found each of those um, people in like a singular moment of them pulling a silly face. Yeah. Um, and if we had in, in enough cameras on us, uh, as they these guys do all the time, oh, you've got to- you easily will get a frame of you looking absolutely horrific. Yeah. Um, you can do it with anyone I mean the the trump campaign 's done it with hillary and hillary 's done it with Trump. Um, you can find uh, shots of Jacob Zuma where he looks uh, dodgy sleeping um, yeah all, all these things He's picking his nose. Um, so there 's a camera following you enough you can find something does that Does that work with people in general in marketing i 'm just wondering because if they instinctively dislike someone, then maybe it works for them. But I think most people, especially in this age, know what it 's like to be caught in a, on camera. And with a, with an image of yourself that you don't like. Um, and so I'm wondering if that resonates poorly with people. If they go, Oh, well, that's not cool to kind of publish a photo of the guy that you managed to like catch in an off moment. I, uh, in just in terms of the messaging, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know how deeply the marketing sort of resonates with people, but.
2: Well, I think that uh, I, I don't know when they ran this. Uh, I must be honest. I pulled these off the screen grabs from the internet, but. Uh, if that had been at the outset early on in the campaign and that had left it behind, uh, I'd, I'd have much less of an issue of it. But certainly if they ran that uh, into the camp, deep into the campaign, where you're talking about an 11 percent swing vote, because mm. um, that's, as we know, polls, uh, elections revolve around or referendums revolve around the swing voter. The diehards are the diehards, and they're quite easy to spot. Um, <clears throat> that is going to definitely unsettle A couple of people the wrong way uh, in that 11% or would have because uh, they will react angrily because nobody nobody likes any politician wholeheartedly or nobody buys into any politician wholeheartedly because politicians like chief executives of companies and lots of other people have to make compromises all the time. That's the game. Um, They just do it in the public domain and they're focused on with with a great deal of intensity. So – and – uh, the characterization, which that is, which you're talking about in terms of mm. the images that they found, they've comped them together is, is an easy thing to do. Um, I think tactically used, uh, it can be used very, very cleverly. Um, and some brands do that quite well. I mean, Nando's is the obvious example. Uh, I think they're doing it quite poorly in the last couple of years, but, um, you to stop changing agencies every three years. Uh, well, yeah, that would help. Um, <clears throat> but let's not go there. And, uh, uh, so, using uh, characterization and character assassination is, uh, is the oldest trick in the book. Done well at the right time, be extremely, as a tactic, as a strategy, no, it's crap. The tactic, yes. Okay. Um, you've, you've mentioned polling,
1: so let's get yeah. there quick. I, yeah. I, I know you've got the uh, breaking point uh, uh, <laughs> poster there. Yes. Um, maybe you want to say something about that quick and then we can get into the polling.
2: Uh, no, that was just, uh, you know, I, I, what I was. I had that there as an example of. Of the the leave campaign and how vague they were and all over, scattered all over the place messages saying lots of different things but no coherence to it um, you know you have multiple messages <coughs> in any campaign but they've all got to support the primary message mm. the primary thrust of the campaign there's no there's no focus to that campaign that was my point uh, as there wasn't to the to the to the people behind it yeah. but the politicians behind it they, they couldn't they couldn't agree on much. Um, Whereas Farage, like or hate him, we call it racist, call it whatever you want. There's a certain standing there in front of the breaking point or that very poster. Uh, that's pretty powerful to, yeah. to, to people who, the, list, the list have listeners the who issue. don't, who don't know it's, whether it's responsible. Oh, sorry. Yes.
1: Yeah. It's just, uh, Nigel Farage, uh, standing in front of a poster. Uh, The the billboard is essentially a shot of thousands of of immigrants um, flooding a border. I actually think it's the Estonian border or something like that. It's actually not anywhere near Britain. But um, they took that image and then they just put the words breaking point. Um, And obviously immigration was one of the big um, issues in in, in the Brexit.
2: Anyway, so you're saying – Okay, so, so, uh, whether you find it responsible or not, and that's a whole nother subject, let's not go there. Is it effective? Yes, it's effective. Um, does it have a downside? Absolutely, it has a downside, because a whole bunch of other people see that as racist, they'll see it as, they'll see it the way they want to see it, and they'll pick and choose it the way they want to. And Farage came in for, or Farage, whatever, however you pronounce his name, came in for a lot of stick in the UK and elsewhere for, for, For pushing these issues and, and so did Johnson and Gove and all of them for being irresponsible and racist and this, that and the next thing. Oh, for God's sake, the politicians and they're campaigning, you know, it's. It's the Western world. It's a free, it's a free country, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of association, all of those other good things. This is what democracy is about. I've had this argument with a couple of friends as well, who, who are British people who've come and said, "Oh, it's a disgrace," and aside from all those idiots who tweeted all that nonsense and mm. said South Africans you know, bugger all about it and uh, the double standards and uh, let's not. And I just, I was an English friend of mine, and, and he was he was going on about, it and I said, "So you're so you're anti you're anti democratic then." And he said, "No, I'm not." So I said, "Well, you just made a statement that is patently so, uh, because you think that they're a bunch of uh, they're a bunch of hooligans and racists and irresponsibles and so on. All they did was appeal more to the, the majority of voters than the than the Leave side. Uh, sorry, than the, than the Remain side did, and they did more effectively.
0: And in general, we love we love Brexit anyway, so yeah, we're big fans. Yes, polling, right? So
1: the polling, yeah, right. um, it's something we raised on the show before." Uh, Polling seems to be getting it wrong um, Increasingly Increasingly I I don't know if that's actually correct I don't know if we're not uh, saying Well the polling did say that there was a margin of error And it's within the margin of error So maybe we're being unfair on the pollsters um, I think certainly in the one example we've given before, which is um, the last British election, which brought David Cameron to his second term, mm. they got it completely wrong. Uh, they essentially predicted an equal uh, vote, 50-50, an equal parliament. Too close to call was the word. Yeah. yeah. Um, and which they haven't used since Florida. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and, uh, well, and they for, were, for Brexit polling yeah, as well. They were, so now for Brexit polling, mm. they were wrong. Um, I know in South Africa they've been, you know, we've got this Ipsos poll which is saying that the DA is going to basically win Nelson Mandela Bay. I'm not buying it. Um, sure, um, and that they've got good chance of winning Joburg and Trani. Uh, mm. I'm not buying it either. Mm. I, I think mm. that uh, I think they've got a fair chance in Nelson Mandela Bay. Mm. Um, I think they've got no hope up here in Trani, much as I would like them to to, to, to take take um, mm. control of those cities. Um,
2: what what is going on with polling? Okay, so I, uh, my, my, my opening statement is going to be um, polling is going to be very broad, which is that, <clears throat> and particularly uh, let's restrict it to to, <coughs> to political polling here. But I don't want to get into marketing and so on. Else, but it is the probably the most inexact science imaginable. It's not scientific at all, because in essence, what you are asking people, you're having a strange a stranger asking you something that probably to most people to a lot of people is very private they're not going to tell you what they really think and in 25 years of marketing research as a, as a, as a byproduct of, of of my profession uh, or them called not profession but means to to uh, a crust of bread uh, it is notoriously unreliable uh, when you ask people an opinion um, in, in a forum when you're sitting around a dinner party with close friends you're going to be much more Open and easy and honest than you are with somebody on the telephone who's a complete stranger, uh, particularly when plumbing the depths of something like who are you going to vote for, um, or you know uh, what toothpaste do you buy? Well, you don't give a damn whether you, you say Aquafresh or Colgate or whatever. The toothpaste is not a private, care, a personal care product. But if they phone you and say what deodorant do you use, there's a there's a little bit more of a barrier there, or. You know, what brand of, of, of feminine hygiene products do you use? Well, there's more than a couple of barriers to what the hell yeah. do you want to know that for. So, it yeah. depends on right. the category. So, that's the point made. There, there are lots of issues with methodology, and I won't go into the, into the, into the, into the details of it, but the sample size, the stratification of the samples, the interview methodology, whether it's dedicated or it's an omnibus, and an omnibus is, is what Ipsos does, not all the time, but, uh, an omnibus is, uh, where they go out and ask 10 questions. And they're, they're investigating uh, – or not investigating, but they're researching a particular subject, um, and then they tag a, uh, a political question on at the end. Let's keep it to politics. So, oh, by the way, who are you going to vote for? Who, which party uh, would you support or whatever the question is? Um, <clears throat> so you've gone from 10 questions about toothpaste to which party are you going to vote for? If you, if, you, if you think about the context and the tone of that conversation, you as the interviewee, it's a jump to the left, and you're going – Hello, what's the agenda here? Did you just lead me in to talk talk about toothpaste for ten for nine questions and then ask me about which party I'm going to vote for? So automatically you've got a credibility issue, a huge credibility issue. So and there's lots of issues in terms of stratification, the sample size, stratification is is it reflective of the population correctly in terms of the demographic stratification, but also with you know and Americans have have picked this up quite a lot in their in their polling is. Um, they base their sample sizes on five, the election five years ago, so they say, okay, well, we want we want to poll you know a thousand Democrats and a thousand Republicans. Well, how do you know how many of those Republicans have actually switched sides, or how many of those Democrats have switched sides? So you're working with five year old data, which is you know five years is quite a long time. Um, <clears throat> the other the other thing, and bear in mind also that you've got about a one in twenty in the Western world, about a one in twenty completion rate. So you have to to get up to a thousand people in the United States or in Britain. You've got to talk to 20,000. We've got to try and reach 20,000. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's expensive and it's time-consuming and it's increasing. It was 1 in 10, 1 in 10, uh, 10 years ago it's now 1 in 20. Um, the other issue is the rise of, of, of technology cell phones uh, and the landline because the historical method is phoning people at home. Yeah, this has been a big thing. In the States in particular, but also in the U.K. and Europe, they phone the landline. Uh, millennials don't have landlines, most of them. They have a cell phone, and cell phone has voice recognition oh, – sorry, uh, caller identity. So do landlines these days uh, for many years. So it's an unrecognized number. So what do you do? You let it go to voicemail or you, or you delete it or you, you push it away. Um, <clears throat> and the people who do answer their phones are generally 50-plus. So of the 1,000 people, the 20,000 people that you approach – you actually get to a high concentration of 50-year-olds plus yeah. who answer the damn phones. I'm putting it in very simplistic terms. Yeah. You're going to skew the sample very very badly, uh, and it's not going to reflect the reality. So those are some of the mechanical things uh, or mechanical methodological things. So I think there's a lot – and this is true for, for, for market research the world over in any – it doesn't matter what you're doing. There is no – no, it's not a science for starters. Whether you do it online, you do it telephonically, whether you do it on the street, you do it in the supermarket, whatever it is, people are uncomfortable in general speaking. I say in general. It's a generalization. But a lot of people are very significant people are very uncomfortable talking about things that they prefer not to talk about in public and to strangers. Yeah. So is there, there's no solution really. <laughs> i think there, i think there, I think there are solutions, but they 're very expensive okay. and and uh, when well, I say that I think there are there are definitely solutions you just you 've got to be much more exact you 've got to be much more scientific about it uh, and you 've got to spend a lot more money uh, and that 's the thing now Ipsos is in the business of making money so <clears throat> you know they're they 're going to tag on the things somebody in that somebody some client or client's plural is paying for that poll now they 're tagging on something on top of it. Why? Because well, you know they want, you know they want. That's their form of advertising. Just go
1: back a second. Someone pays for the Ipsos polls, as in a as in Commercial. a company. Yeah. So <laughs> there's an agenda behind that. Well, not necessarily. No.
2: I mean, the, the, they're they're going out uh, that particular methodology, and there no. are lots of others. But that particular, the omnibus a ter- version I'm talking about is um, it's for argument's sake. Colgate is doing a poll, uh, doing some research, and Ipsos is. Is carrying out the research, conducting the research, and they've got 10 questions. So nine of them Colgate is paying for, and the 10th one now to, they, they now feed that to the media. Yeah. So it's a, you know, they're essentially, uh, I mean, I'll say it, but they're essentially. Uh, um, Defrauding their their clients. <laughs> yeah, they piggyback on someone else. It's not defrauding. I mean, that's yeah. a very far too harsh a term. Yeah. Look, I, and, and 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 let me not pick on Ipsos. They're not the only ones who do that. Everyone does it, just about. So, uh, it's it's an, it's a, it, and it's been globally accepted as a practice for, for 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 far too long. There are dedicated studies, as you know, or dedicated research things in the states, in particular, and yeah. Europe. Where, where, but the methodologies again are becoming. More or less and less relevant Because of the the number of people you have to hit And the cost of hitting them You've got an outbound call center Trying to hit 20,000 people just to poll 1,000 That takes whatever it takes But it takes a fair amount of resource and time and money
0: So if we wanted to to provide uh, data for a particular viewpoint For something You would argue polling is very close to anecdotal On the scale of evidence It's useful but don't extrapolate too much um, truth from it uh, again, depending on the methodology
2: Right So uh, in the instance of, of an omnibus where it's tagged on I attach zero relevance to it personally um, Just because I've seen so many rubbish results mm. come out of it
1: But if the poll starts with We're here to ask you about your political beliefs If it starts like that The whole thing is aimed in that respect
2: And if the sample size is stratified And the methodology is is the most robust methodology That mm. the industry has It's dedicated Absolutely. Then you do. But, you know, in, as, as you know, in elections, elections are not a one off thing. Well, they are. But the build up to them, you know, people change their minds and the swings and so on and so, so forth. So you've got to poll them regularly and compare them to the previous thing. So you've got, to, you've got to poll to do that sort of thing. To get a real accurate representation, you've got to poll on a regular basis every month or two weeks.
0: And, and one thing I do want to talk about. So, so the British election. Where David Cameron won for the second time by a much wider margin than the first time. Those polls were 50 yep. 50 the whole way through. What do you think about where people are expressly, um, public about how they vote? So you mm. got a die in the world Tory on Twitter mm. and he's like, yes, I'm voting for David Cameron. Mm. He's the best president ever. Yep. And a lot of people are attacking for that view. <laughs> that, is that, that public shaming changing the way people respond to polls? Absolutely.
2: Uh, because it 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 feeds the what we what 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 the pollsters call the spiral of science, silence, right? Because it basically it it, it it negatively affects the very opening statement that I made about people are uncomfortable talking about it, and when you get outed and attacked in 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 the Twitterverse or social media for being you, you not necessarily you um because you've got you've got some bulls I know in person I'm talking oh, thank you, you'll you. take a you'll yes. take a stance but uh, uh, you know the average joe Soap doesn't want to take a stance and doesn't want his friends and family attacking him or her on on Facebook or on Twitter or a bunch of strangers attacking them on 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 Twitter so it they rever- they sort of go back into their shells and they become you know it become they say that silent this this the spiral, spiral of silence people go quiet
0: yeah. underground and then and then that manifests off in when they actually vote david Cameron wins like a, by a huge margin and no one's all coming because they because the same people who vote for David Cameron told the polls, "Ah, I'm unsure or yeah maybe the-
2: or just to get rid of them they said, yeah, I'll vote Cameron," or I'll vote labor already oh, yeah. yeah and people you know i mean. I uh, here's here's my best example, and, and Jonathan, you might appreciate this. Yeah. You know, filling out uh, filling out a questionnaire for your medical aid. <laughs> We've all done it, okay? Or, or filling out any sort of medical questionnaire. So you come to uh, what's your weight, and if you're at a certain age bracket, or it doesn't matter, but you go, well, you know, okay, I'm going to put X, but it's two kilograms lighter than I really am. But that's what I'm aiming for, so I'm going to put it here. And, uh, you know, are you a smoker? No, definitely not a smoker. Have you ever smoked? Uh, yeah, I used to smoke for five years, but that was so long. No, I never smoked. Uh, you know, how many how many uh, uh, tots of alcohol a week do you take? Don't tell me that anyone – well, not anyone, but what percentage of the population Most reports that telling stuff? people are truly. Absolutely. It's the same principle. We're uncomfortable sharing very personal information. Right,
0: yeah. That no, does make sense.
2: So it's that's why, probably research of any form, not not scientific research. I'm talking about uh, about research in human beings, uh, in, in terms of asking them questions and getting honest answers. It's just it's a minefield. I'm not saying it's it's not it's not worthwhile doing because there's plenty of research that's worthwhile doing, but. Um, you know you've you've got to be very, very careful about what you read into those things and you've got to look at the methodology and who's behind it and how it's been done before I'll read any credibility into it.
1: Right.
0: That's something we will do on this podcast.
1: Yeah, well, we'll have to because we have used some polling data previously.
0: The, the methodology was quite yeah, robust
1: well, um, at the time. We're talking about the Institute of Race Relations. Well, one. yeah, yeah, that one, that one, I think was a, was a fair methodology. I mean, if
2: you were, uh, uh, yeah. were familiar with it, I, well, I know the
1: Institute. And I know Yeah,
2: yeah look, the, that stuff is robust. Yeah, and uh, and the Statistician General's uh, anything you get off Stats South Africa is robust. Yeah, um, there are lots of sources of very robust uh, information. Yeah, it's when you get into opinion. And choice, that it's... Right. That it's a... Uh, people it's have opinions. Things. It's 2016.
0: Everyone yeah. has an opinion. Everyone has one. It, is, it,
2: isn't, it isn't any different from, from 2,000 years ago. We just The difference is that we have the ability to tell everyone, to tell the world about our opinions and have other people's feed, feedback and other people attack us.
0: Well, we have to vacate the studio, I'm afraid. Uh, the big boss man is going to kick us out. Jonathan, well, Justin, firstly. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Great pleasure. Thanks All for having All the way me. from uh, Durban. Thank you for, for joining us. Keep listening. No I doubt do. you're, this will be your favorite episode when it comes out. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Leave a nice five-star review also for I it. Don't like
2: listening to yourself? <laughs> no, I hate listening to myself. I look at myself on TV. I refuse to do. It's just, it gives me the chills.
1: Yeah. You, uh, you can find Justin on Twitter. Justin NZA. Right. Uh, he has uh, some uh, often incisive things to say.
0: And on the Daily Maverick, opinionistas,
1: he's there as well.
0: Good columns, by yeah, the well, way. Go,
1: go back and read Thank some you. of his stuff. Uh, some really, some really great stuff. And uh, obviously, uh, we like a lot of his opinions from uh, the libertarian perspective.
0: Right. So that's us for this week.
1: Jonathan? That's it. Uh, another hopefully good show that you enjoyed. A uh, reminder to please start downloading this podcast onto your friends' phones. Just take their phones, hit the iTunes, press subscribe. Very simple. Um, we want to get as many of you listening. Uh, we will have one of our adversaries on the show in the next month or so. Uh, so uh, they are starting to come slowly but surely we're dragging them we're dragging them into the studio, kicking and screaming. yeah that's it for the show let's call it today. Thanks so much we'll catch you next time.
0: Cliffcentral.com